Hey fam, welcome to Stronger Together, Closer to God podcast. This is Minister Vernon. And in today's episode, we want to encourage those individuals who is witnessing someone that might have lost someone or is going to lose someone soon. A lot of times we think about those individuals who are our widows and we want to figure out what can we do to help them during this time of need. This episode is is a great episode that we're going to be discussing that context and how we can be servants for our almighty father to do his will to comfort the ones from friends to lovers to kisses and cuddles we are doing it god's way this This is stronger Stronger together Together, closer to god hello everybody hi everyone welcome 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 to stronger together closer to god yes we're talking about relationships and everything whether you are single whether you're dating or courting engage married or if you're going through a crisis situation in your marriage where you're separated divorced or a widow mm-hmm. and actually for our widows tonight we're going to be directing this message to you but i don't want everybody else to start clicking off because this is a message that we all need to hear absolutely because this is something that can help anybody who might be in this unique situation right right just want to introduce ourselves just to let y'all know who we are i'm minister vernon myers and this is my beautiful sexy fabulous wife (laughs) anya myers yeah so so great to see all of y'all tonight it's great to see the great works that is being done and everything through your lives through your ministry through your worship experience and everything so but yes, um, if you haven't been watching this, you've been missing some good information. We've been having some good discussions. We've been setting the foundation when it comes to relationships. And we have looked at 1 Corinthians 7 mm-hmm. as our foundation. And that's a good foundation. If you're thinking about being in a relationship, whatever that category is, 1 Corinthians 7 sets the tone, sets the foundation um, led by Paul on when it comes to relationships, how that should look, regardless if you're single, regardless if you're dating, regardless if you're married, regardless if there's crisis going on in your relationship. And then, of course, um, whatever that case may be. So we started off talking about the found really the foundation about balance. Mm-hmm. And we talked about that where the charge from Paul was, was that for singles, it's very critically important that you're focusing on the Lord's work, which is the same for married couples as well. But we also have to have a balance in making sure that we're pleasing our spouse. Mm-hmm. All right. And then last week we had gotten a little deeper and talked to those who are in those crisis situations. What do you do if you're separated? What do you do if you're heading towards divorce or if you are divorced? What should you be doing? And we talked about stay, fight, or go. Mm-hmm. So if you didn't see last week's message, well, it's posted on Facebook. We have a Facebook page called Strongly Together, Closer to God. And we have posted that link so that you can access that. 
as well. And of course, we're going to start posting these videos and some clips and things of that sort on our website, um, s2c2gministry.com. So just stay tuned for that as well. Um, any nuggets, loves, that you've been getting from these last couple of weeks before oh, wow. we dive in for tonight? It's so funny uh, that you asked that question. So I was on um, social media the other day and I saw the question of, what's the difference between courting and dating? And I said, oh, wow, that's, you know, uh, a topic that's really popular right now. A lot of people are talking about it and not just for the younger generation, but for our generation, there's a lot of um, people in our age bracket, I would say in their 30s, 40s and 50s, and even some in their 60s that are really interested and really been having some deep conversations about the difference in dating and, and courtship. So I, I thought that was really unique and knowing that we had touched on that topic a little bit too. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and keep in mind, we'll be hitting on some more of these topics, um, but we'll be diving a little deeper again. God was like, let's set the foundation and kind of, set that foundation so it will be understandable for everybody and then dive deeper in certain these topics and areas and of course there might be times from one time or another we might come back to these topics uh, that we're talking about um or embed some of the things that happens you know like for example i know we have couples that are dating right now and they're trying to get tips and advice you know what should i be looking for how should i be looking for the man of god that god has assigned to me you know We'll be going a little deeper into that, you know, vice versa for those who are in crisis situations. And let's say that anger is one of those areas that's caused friction between you and your spouse. Mm -hmm. We'll be diving more into why it's important to kind of, you know, life and death is in the power of the tongue. That's not just a statement. That is a fact, right, you know, and right. it can do a lot of damage if you're not saying the right words to uplift and please your spouse. Absolutely. So, that's what we're going to be getting in. But tonight we're going to be talking to our widows. Um, and we know that that could be hard um, when a circle situation happens and all of a sudden you have lost your spouse. Um, first of all, our hearts go out to you and, and we'll pray at the end, but we'll definitely pray in a moment just to start things off. Um, but we know that there are plenty of individuals who have lost someone very special to them and you might be wondering what's the next step to do mm -hmm. and we want to talk to you tonight and like i said for everybody else you might say hey that's not me i don't need to listen to it no you need to listen to this because you never know you know something like we've learned some people have been have gone through a circus situation like this some people might be about to go through and don't realize it or know it yet and some people might be in the middle of it. And then even if you don't experience it, there's ways. In fact, you know, there are some commands mm -hmm. in the Bible that has charged us as representatives of the church on how to support our widows because God has a heavy heart for widows, you know. So, um, loves, you want to open us up in prayer? Sure. And before you, um, we open up, I, I love the fact that you 
said not to click off and it's just not for those that have lost a spouse because like you said it is a commandment from god that we all surround or surround ourselves around those that have lost a spouse it it takes all of us you yes. know and we never know when we may be in that situation also so yeah it's always good to you know open your heart and and just um digest what it is that the lord is is, is speaking to us so. absolutely 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 heavenly father first of all we come to you lord just giving you thanks praise honor and glory father thank you for this day thank you for this time of fellowship together lord lord we know that um this is a topic that is near and dear to your hearts um to your heart father and it is near and dear to our hearts lord so we ask that you open our hearts lord so that we can receive what it is that you have for us um to pour into others it's in jesus name we pray amen 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 so if you have your bibles um if you have a physical bible or you have your phone with you we want you to open up to first corinthians 7 verses 8 through 9 we're going to look at that those two scriptures tonight and then kind of dive in deeper with some other scriptures First Corinthians seven verses eight through nine. Um, of course, on this virtual platform, you have that button over there on that side where you can click on Bible, and it's connected to the U version Bible, so you can read along with us as well. So, First Corinthians seven verses eight through nine. Can you read that for us, loves? Now, for those who are not married and for the widows, I say this: It is good for you to stay single, like me. But if you cannot control your body, then you should marry. It is better to marry than to burn with sexual desire. And so when you see that scripture, it gives, this is one of those scriptures that is encouraging. Okay. Uh, a lot of times some people look at that and might be feeling discouraged about it, but it's actually encouraging, <laughs> you know, um, what Paul is saying. Paul is saying that if you're single, or if you're a widow, right now in this moment, stay single like me. And you might say, well, why is that? I got this desire and everything else and everything. He's saying, focus on the Lord's work. He wants us to spend as much time, quality time with God. That's what he's getting at. Because today in society, you got a lot of things that encourage you. Get with somebody, get with somebody, get with somebody. And that's not to say that we don't need anybody. We should be fellowshipping with people who can encourage us and mm -hmm. uplift us. But sometimes, as he was seeing with the Corinthians, they were rushing into the next relationship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we know in our today's society, when you rush into a relationship, that's only chaos that's going to about to happen, you know, um, because you may not have been able to overcome some of the circumstances of of situations and circumstances that happen in your life and so he wants us to take care of us god wants to take care of us and we need to spend that quality time with the lord now there's that other caveat to it if you can't control your body right you gotta remember this is god's temple mm -hmm. we are borrowers of this temple you know 
In due time and due season, when God calls us home to be with him, this temple is going to remain here on earth. <laughs> you know, our spirit is going to go into heaven. You know, our soul is going to be able to rest. And so he wants us to take good care of our bodies. And especially in a society today, and I know loves being in the nursing field and everything, there's a lot of uh, diseases and a lot of things that could happen um, when we are sleeping with too many individuals mm -hmm. um, and not taking care of our bodies, mm -hmm. you know, and, and now you got other circumstances that you have to take extra drugs as things because of sexually transmitted diseases, right. you know, and so God was saying this statement to protect all of us mm -hmm. and he was saying if that heart desire if that flesh is just so enticed to sleeping with someone then this is one of those situations hey connect with me so that i can guide you and get you connected with the right person that can you can marry right. and not only to fulfill those sexual desires but also fulfill all the areas that you might be weak in that person is strong in to compliment you and we see that a lot of times that when we're together, our 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 spirits are kind of mixing in a little bit, you know, mm -hmm. like she's <laughs> an organizer, you know, and I'm learning a little bit about that organizing business where <laughs> I was disorganized. She's starting to lose keys. So it's like she always tells me what I want. Do. I want my spirit of organization back <laughs> right. because he's taking it from me. So right. yeah, no, I need that back. Right. And so <laughs> when, when Paul says this statement about you cannot control your body, you, then you should marry. Paul was just encouraging the Corinthians at that time. Mm -hmm. Hey, you know, if you feel like you're going to mess around with a lot of people, don't hurt other people's hearts, let it on you and don't uh, impact your body that you cause damage that God's given to you as a gift. It's better to settle with one person, okay? You know, another thing, and this is going to be another topic that just dropped in my spirit, talking about soul ties. Mm. Go soul ties. Explain, explain, explain what soul ties is. Um, so, soul ties. When, it, <clears throat> so, technically, it's when a husband and wife, I'll, I'll use it from this example, a husband and wife becomes one. Right. And you're intimate with that person. Because the Bible says that when we're supposed to be in a sexual relationship, we should be in a sexual relationship with the one. With our with our spouse, house. with our, our husband or our wife. Well, if we're not, <laughs> if we're not married and we're, like you said, we're sleeping with individuals, we begin to, it, regardless if we're married or not, your souls become intertwined. Mm -hmm. They become one. So when you do get married to that mate, um, you have those other souls intertwined <laughs> that you've slept with. So that's the other reason and purpose why God says that it's. So and what my <laughs> wife is saying so eloquently, that's very good that you point that out, yeah. is that you ever wonder why is it that when I see this person again, that I'm, I, I feel like I'm missing them in right. some capacity you feel that that attraction that that pull yeah and that's why because of the fact that you have had that sexual relationship with that individual mm -hmm. that you are pulled but keep in mind that if that individual um it wasn't meant to be that pool is still going to be there oh yeah until you settle with the one that 
you should be truly married, yeah. you know? And when deliverance takes place. But that's for another day and another topic. I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. No, it was just like it, it got dropped in my sphere. It was it's like, kind you know, of like a preview to next to week's topic. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Because because we're gonna we're gonna dive in yeah so she was giving you a little hint, hint <laughs> just a little of, nugget of what's about to as come. we go to conclude <clears throat> First Corinthians seven so just stay tuned with that <laughs> so I love that yeah and so those were those are the reasons and so that's why we uh, want to encourage if you're single and of course if you're a widow that you're spending that time with God that's what God wanted instead mm -hmm. of you your your flesh chasing after the desi desires he wanted you to tune your focus on him so that you can get the wisdom and guidance from the heavenly father until if he calls and says hey you know i want you to be married but i want you to be married in the the direction that i give you right you right. know and that's what was going on with the corinthians they were just hey you know i'm sorry i lost this person let me get with the next one to the next one yeah so that's something that paul had this conversation with so mm -hmm. we can take some nuggets from this scenario and apply it to our lives and so the first thing we want to say to those who are widow you know who have experienced this is that you got to take time to grieve that's one of the reasons why I, I believe, and this is I, not the Lord, but I believe Paul was mentioned in this, is because of the fact that we spend the time with God so that we can grieve. Mm -hmm. And Psalms 31 verses 9 through 10 from the Passion Translation states, Oh Lord, help me again. Keep showing me such mercy. For I am anguished, always in tears, and I'm worn out with reaping. I'm becoming old because of grief. My health is broken. I'm exhausted. My life is spent with sorrow. My years with sighing and sadness because of all these troubles. I have no more strength. My inner being is so weak and fail, frail. That scripture from David I think just encompasses what mm -hmm. happens with grief. Mm -hmm. You go through those processes. And if you haven't complete the grief process in its totality, what tends to happen is you're going to bring those baggages into your next relationship. Mm -hmm. And so when you bring those baggage into your next relationship, you in essence, and Andy Stanley has done a terrific job of, uh, doing relationship uh, series about this is that you start putting that into your hopes, your dreams, and your desires, and you put it on the next spouse yeah. who can't handle all of that. Right. And they're not supposed to handle all of that. Right. It's supposed to be handed to the Lord. So all your grief, and notice what David did. He didn't go to one of the um, counselors he didn't go to one of his friends he didn't go to one of the other women he went to the lord he said oh lord help me again right right so this wasn't the first <laughs> time david has come to him with a situation like that which means that with your grieving process you might have to go back again mm -hmm. you may have thought that i have completely healed and moved forward and something triggers you mm -hmm. and you have to go back and just ask the Lord to guide you through the process. Okay. And when we say that it's very critically important 
that as we're talking about that, loves, is that when we take time to grieve, we let our emotions open our hearts to the emotions. We're mm -hmm. giving them to God. Mm -hmm. We're letting the tears to flow. And tears are not bad things. Tears are good things. Sometimes we might get angry. We might get upset. And that's okay. Right. But we rather want to vent it out to the Heavenly Father than vent it out towards someone else. What do you think about that? Yeah, it's so true. I mean, I can, for example, I was, um, I've lost two significant others. Um, my ex-husband was the second one. My first uh, tragic loss was when I was uh, two weeks before my 23rd birthday, uh, 24th birthday. Um, he was my high school sweetheart, fiance at the time. He was killed in a tragic automobile accident. So um, actually that was when I actually gave my life to Christ was um, when he was funeralized. So yes, it is so true. I was a babe in Christ, new in Christ. And yeah, God got all that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he got all it. the tears, the the snot, the just everything. Um, grieving, yeah. And it talks about it in Ecclesiastic. It's about the seasons and mm -hmm. the time to mourn and time to grieve. And that's so true. Um, yeah. Counseling. You talked about counseling. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, I, I will say it's a must. It's, it's a, a must. must. Whether it's, um, I would, I would say a Christian counselor, mm -hmm. um, would be my preference, mm -hmm. but there are some great counselors out there just that specifies on grief. So, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And so when you do that, like we were talking about, you know, you want to take the time to grieve. And as you've been hearing from us, the part of that importance, which is point number two, is you turn yourself and your burdens unto the Lord. Mm -hmm. um, it says in First Peter 5, verses 6 to 7, if you bow low in God's awesome presence, he will eventually exalt you as you leave the timing in his hands. Pour out all, and then say some, and then say few. It says all your worries and stress upon him and leave them there for he always tenderly cares for you. A lot of times in these moments and these situations, you feel like you might be alone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times when we feel alone and we don't know what to do, we grieve, we get grieve through different access of tools. Some of that might be alcohol drugs um some it might be food eating too much gluttony it might be into sexual addiction which why paul was talking about you know to make sure to get cast all of that to the lord you know and so what we're saying here and you heard in those scriptures is that we have to give them all to the lord give our grief give our hurt get our shame give whatever is going through to God. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that grief process requires different stages. Okay. Mm -hmm. There's usually five stages when it comes to grief, yeah. but we added a couple things on here. And this is a modified version from the Cuba Ross model. Um, but there are seven stages of grief and there's a reason for that. Typically the five, and if you don't see a star by it, that's part of the five is usually denial, anger, bargaining, depression, then acceptance. Mm -hmm. And 
psychologists say that you may bounce from one to the other. It's right. not a cycle. It's not a like a step. You might go to denial. You might go to anger. You might go to bargaining, which leads you back to denial. It, it, it's what we're trying to say. But you got to give it to the Lord so that he can guide you through this process. And through that process might be uh, counselors. Mm -hmm. It might be through uh, certified people who are psychologists, who are your friends, family mm -hmm. members, right. you know, who can walk you through the process. It might be church leaders mm -hmm. uh, who are trained in this area. But it's these seven stations that's critically important. And and we, we when you think about widows, sometimes it might be the beginning process is shock. Mm -hmm. You are paralyzed by right. hearing the bad news. Right. And what we mean by that? Well, when you're paralyzed by hearing the bad news is that it may have come suddenly. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like a transition, like as you see um, sometimes a lot of times with our elders, you know, as they're getting ready to transition, mm -hmm. there's time and things of that sort. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, unfortunately, it's a phone call that you receive. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it might be a knock on the door that you didn't expect. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it might be a, a driving and an accident happens or some type of tragedy that has happened that in the next time you notice it, you realize that your spouse has gone home to be with the Lord. And that can bring a lot of shock to an individual, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. And hearing that news. But as you can see here, didn't go to denial, trying to avoid the inevitable. And that sometimes when we try to avoid the inevitable, it's going to get us angry. Mm -hmm. It's going to get us sad. Right. It's going to get us frustrated. Um, because there's a lot of emotions that is pouring out. And it needs to pour out. But we need to pour it out to our Heavenly Father. We need to pour it out to the source of our strength, mm -hmm. which is the heels that comes our health and strength. Then there's bargaining. Sometimes we're kind of having conversations with God, you know, if you do this, then this and that. Right. Um, but eventually we get into that depression type of state, mm -hmm. whereas the final realization is just inevitable. Mm -hmm. And this is where we kind of get into that lonely spot of the process of everything. Right, right. And sometimes as we're beginning to stretch ourselves and get into a peace, a place of peace. Um, we may do some testing out, you know, mm -hmm. see the realistic solution. If it works out, okay, I can take that next step forward. Right. But if I, it doesn't work out, I might end up back in depression. Right. I might go back and again, we talked about those triggers and mm -hmm. things of that sort. Mm -hmm. And so those things that happen, but we want you to get to acceptance. Yeah. We want you to get to the acceptance part. We want to get to that part. And even if you have to do like David, like we mentioned in Psalms 31, that you have to go back again through this cycle. Hopefully the next stage of the cycle is a little more easier, mm -hmm. you know, and not as dreaded and hurtful as it is. Mm -hmm. um, and so we share that. We wanted to share that with you because of the fact that we didn't want you to think you're alone. Right. We're all here to support one another in this process right. and in this journey. And maybe you're, you're not a widow, but you may have had similar situations like my wife, where she lost someone, you know, before our marriage, mm -hmm. you know, that she was really close with, you know, those stages of grief still applies to you as well. Mm -hmm. You got to work through that process so that you can come into your next relationship healthy and strong 
and not bring all that burden onto the next potential mate that's coming your way. And so, loves, can you read this next scripture for me from 1 Peter 5, verses 10 through 11? Sure. And then after your brief suffering, the God of all loving grace, who has called you to share in his eternal glory in Christ, will personally and powerfully restore you and make you stronger than ever. Yes, he will set you firmly in a place and build you up. And he has all the power needed to do this forever. Amen. So you see right there why we want to give it, cast all of our burden to yeah. our Heavenly Father. Yeah. He says there's going to be brief suffering. But because of God's love, loving grace. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Yes. He's going to be there for you. <laughs> He's going to be there for you. Keep in mind, he's always been there for you. Mm -hmm. And he wants you to give it all to him because mm -hmm. he can restore you. Notice it didn't say man can restore you. Right. Notice that it didn't say shopping, doing this, being a shopaholic is going to store you. Mm -hmm. Eating all the food you can going to store you. Well, sometimes being doing the opposite. I was, I was the opposite. I wasn't eating. Or not eating at not all. Not eating. You know, yeah. that's not going to restore you. God's going to restore you. You know, it's not going to be the alcohol and the mm -hmm. drugs. Mm -hmm. God is the one that can restore you. And you got to give it all to him. You know, and when you do this, he's got all the power. Mm -hmm. He will restore you. He will connect you to the right people to help you on the journey. So that when you look at it years later, that's not to say that. The spouse that you lost or that individual that you lost, that you're not honoring them. Right. You actually honoring them by giving it all to God. They want to see you happy. They want to see you prosper. Mm -hmm. They want you to live the best life possible. And every time that you're able to do that, they're smiling in heaven. Mm -hmm. They're dancing and rejoicing. Oh, I wish you could see that. I can see it right now. The angels dancing and rejoicing yeah. because they see that you are able to do the greatness of God through your actions and your ability. And so, as we said, you know, the first step, of course, is go through the grieving process. Mm -hmm. The second step is to cast all your burdens and cares to the Lord and he will renew your path. He will restore you. Psalms 23 is not just a statement. It is truly a full statement that can walk you through the path of righteousness for his namesake. He will restore your soul. Mm -hmm. You just got to cast it all onto him. And then the next part is back to what Paul says. Remain single. Why? So that you can do the Lord's work. Yes. And I can't think of a better example of someone who emphasized this in the Bible than Ruth. Mm -hmm. Now, if you haven't had read Ruth, get into the book of Ruth. Okay. Get into the book of Ruth because it's an awesome story. There's some tragedy that does happen at the beginning, not only to Ruth, but her mother-in-law mm -hmm. and, and daughter-in-law. There's mm -hmm. another daughter-in-law that impact so all three of these women end up being widows yes you know and they're starting to walk back um because ruth says i'm going back home you know and and be with my people and everything and we get into 
Ruth chapter one, verse 15. Now, what happens here is they get to this certain point and Ruth has informed the two daughter-in-laws that, hey, I'm going back home. You know, I'm putting this blessing on you that God will give you a blessing of another spouse that will take care of you and do great things through you yep. and them and everything like that. And of course, one of the daughter-in-laws decides to leave. Mm -hmm. But then we get to a point where Ruth has the opportunity, Naomi's trying to encourage coerce her to say hey stay with your people right. stay with your family do what you need to be done right and this is what ruth says naomi says look your sister-in-law has gone back to her own people and her own gods you should do the same but ruth says don't force me to leave you don't force me to go back to my own people let me go with you wherever you go i will go wherever you sleep i will sleep your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. Where you die, I will die. And that is where I will be buried. I ask the Lord to punish me if I don't keep this promise. Only death will separate us. Naomi saw Ruth wanted very much to go with her. So Naomi stopped arguing with her. Mm -hmm. But that's not it. That's not it with Ruth. She goes on and do something else so profound. And it's found in Ruth 2, verses 2 through 3. One day, Ruth, the Moabite, said to Naomi, I think I will go to the fields. Maybe I can find someone who will be kind to me and let me gather the grain they leave me in the fields. Naomi said, fine, go ahead, daughter. So Ruth went to the fields. She followed the workers who were cutting the grass and gathered the grain that was left. It happened to be part of the fields that belonged to Boaz, the man of the Mennonite family. Please forgive me for <laughs> pronouncing <laughs> of the, the words and everything. So you see with Ruth, it wasn't just that I'm just going to hang with you, Ruth, you know, until the day you die. And, you know, wherever you go, I go. She gave her life to Christ. Mm -hmm. I'm not chasing after any other gods. Mm -hmm. I'm going to chase your God. Right. And I know that there's a blessing on you. So I'm going to follow you. Mm -hmm. And not only am I going to follow you, what happened in chapter two? I'm going to go and take care of you. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go out into these fields and get these grains that are left over. And remember, in this time, it, it, the, one of the laws was kind of like a charity opportunity mm -hmm. where farmers who had extra will leave it on the edges of their fields. Right. And so that the homeless or anybody who was in need of food could go and grab them. And it was theirs. Mm -hmm. There was, they had to pay for anything. It was mm -hmm. like their gift back to the Lord by mm -hmm. honoring and taking care of those less fortunate. Right. And Ruth not only does that, but Ruth follows behind the people. So <laughs> what Ruth does in essence is not only am I gathering this grain that's being left over, but in essence, she started to work to take care of not only herself, but also take care of her mother-in-law. Yeah. And it goes on a little further here because Boaz notices her. And this is the cool thing about Boaz. Watch what <laughs> happens with Boaz here. And so as we got into this, um, we got to that part. And here it is. Then Boaz spoke to his servant who was in charge of workers. He asked, whose girl is that? 
The servant answered, she is a Moabite woman who came with Naomi from the country of Moab. She came early this morning and asked me if she could follow the workers and gather the grain that was left on the ground. She rested only a short time in that shelter. Mm -hmm. She was doing the Lord's work. Mm -hmm. What was the Lord's work? Take care of Naomi. Mm -hmm. How am I going to take care of Naomi when we need food? Well, I'm going to go out here to these farms and hopefully they left some grain on the side that I can pick up so that you and I can eat. And then she was like, not only am I going to do that, I'm going to work. To which Boaz, if you read about Boaz, an honorable man, he decides that, hey, I am going, I want her, whatever she gets, let her have it. You know, and he even has lunch with her mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to get to know her a little bit more. <laughs> and that's so exciting. And she's carrying a lot of stuff home that Naomi ain't expecting. But once Naomi explains who it is, then Naomi knows the mm -hmm. legacy and the promise. And remember the vow that Naomi gave for both daughter-in-laws. Mm -hmm. I want you to find your husband. I want you to find that godly husband that's going to take care of you. And Naomi will help her in that process of doing that to not only renew the legacy of Naomi, but renew the legacy that down the road will lead mm -hmm. to David, mm -hmm. which will lead to Jesus. Right. Yeah. Obedience. Obedience. Yeah. Go, go explain that a little bit deeper. Obedience. So obedience. If Think about if Ruth, Oh, it just, it just warms in my heart. If Ruth hadn't been obedient to what God had placed in her heart to be and to stay with Naomi and for them to, um, because like you said, remember, Naomi had a blessing on her mm -hmm. and she also blessed her daughter-in-laws. Mm -hmm. So had Ruth not been obedient to what God had said, taking care of um, her mother-in-law and going back to um moab mm -hmm. and she would have missed it she would have missed all of it so yeah. that's what i mean by ruth being obedient to god and because of her obedience that's where the blessing came and i'm gonna let y'all know right now that's probably going to be one of those future chapters that we're going to read in this bible study because there's a lesson for all of us to learn mm -hmm. and there's some more in depth with what loves just said again if you hear us call ourselves loves and lovies <laughs> that's who we are um because the obedience of listening to god's voice and doing his will right. the two daughter-in-laws are going to make some decisions mm -hmm. And it's going to factor heavily. Mm -hmm. So we're going to um, talk more in detail about that. But yes, absolutely, loves uh, obedience is very key and important. And and know that each one of us have the obedience and direction that God's given us to mm -hmm. do. You know, and so that's critically important. Now you might say, "I'm not a widow. Uh, I haven't had to experience that grief or that loss." Right. Um, but there might be someone around you mm -hmm. that has. What do you do in this situation? What we want to say to you is be a champion for our widows. Mm -hmm. Be a champion for our widows. And why do we say that? Well, if you go back into the Bible, Proverbs 15, 25, it says the Lord champions the widow's cause. Mm -hmm. mm. 
Notice that's what happened with Ruth. <laughs> she noticed that the Lord champion Naomi mm-hmm. calls. Yeah. That's why she said, I am not leaving you nor forsaking you. That's right. You know, and Psalm 68 verse five says to the fatherless, he is a father mm-hmm. to the widow. He is a champion friend mm-hmm. to the lonely. He makes them part of the family to the prisoners. He leads into prosperity, prosperity until they sing for joy. This is our holy God in his holy place. But for the rebels, there is heartache and despair. Mm -hmm. And then there's another scripture that we want to share with you as well. It's from 1 Timothy 5, verse 3. It says, the church needs to honor and support the widows, especially those who are dire and need. James 1, 27 says, true spirituality is to appear in the eyes of our Father God, is to make a difference in the lives of our orphans and widows Mm -hmm. and their troubles and to refuse to be corrupted by the world's Mm -hmm. values. What do we mean by all of that? It's just as plainly as simple. It's our responsibility to take care of those who are in need. That's right. Can you say that one more time? It is our responsibility to take care of those who are in need. Mm -hmm. And that was something that Timothy was emphasizing from Paul to share with the the people that they were talking with is that it's our responsibility to take care of those widows, Mm -hmm. take care of those others that are in need. And for our widows, you know, if you know someone who has lost someone very Mm -hmm. special um, that has um, gone through this grieving process, and it it, it could be, like we said, lonesome. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when the funeral is over, and everybody has uh, shared their condolences and send their cards and flowers and everything else. Sometimes we don't realize it, but that person ends up being by themselves. Yep. And that's where the enemy wants a lot of us mm-hmm. by ourselves. So loves came up with some good ideas. I'm going to let her share with y'all sure. some of those ideas that you can do. If you know someone who has just lost their spouse or someone who is grieving because they lost someone that could have been a potential mate right. or spouse, right. you know, this, there's some tips that she wants to share with you. I'll let you go ahead and share it. Sure. Sure. Um, I would say, you know, just, just to kind of piggyback off of what you said too, um, right after the funeral, I would say right after the arrangements, memorial, whatever it is that, you know, you've done for your loved one is the most loneliest time. It is the most, everybody else has gone back to their normal routines of ways of life. And you're there most of the time alone um, in this, this grieving process. So I would say to those that want to reach out to the widow or those that have lost a loved one, um, bring them food, mm-hmm. bring them food. Um, I, I would say even take it a step further. If you bring them food, sit there and fellowship with them. Mm-hmm. They may, you know, especially if they've lost their spouse and they're living alone, you know, they, they sometimes won't eat yeah. because they're alone. Yeah. Um, suggest ways to help and don't, don't wait for that person. And help me with this loves. I don't understand. And I guess it just, it it just depends upon our hearts Mm -hmm. because I know with me, when God lays someone on, on my heart, I either reach out to them, send Mm -hmm. them a card, um, whatever the case may be, whatever God tells me to do. Um, but 
I know for some people, they wait for that individual to say, hey, I need or, hey, can you? Yeah. And I would suggest don't wait. Mm -hmm. um, why, why do you think some people just, do you think that they feel like they're invading their space or? I think part of that is that. Uh, I, and a lot of times the main reason is we don't know what to do. Yeah. But we know what we should do. Right. It's talk to God. Right. Right. And if that person comes in your heart, in your mm -hmm. spirit, mm -hmm. there's a reason for it. Mm -hmm. You may, they may never come and say what they need. Right. But God might put a plant, a seed in your heart that says, reach out to them. Mm -hmm. Or they might, God might say, here, why are you here? Get this and take it over to them. Exactly. And once you do that and you be obedient and you've, do that you'll probably find out why mm -hmm. that is the case mm -hmm. because a lot of times it might be a need that they have mm -hmm. or there might be something else that only you can provide that support and that comfort right. that they need right right yeah. um send a card like i had said before send a card um bring up good memories about their spouse they love i know for when i lost my loved ones um i love talking about them. i still to this day mm -hmm. you know when birthdays and things like that honor them bring pictures um just those memories memories are something that god gives us that no one can take away exactly <clears throat> clean or help them move i know i've helped um i i had to move mm -hmm. there was there was i moved a few times from different place to place but um it, even if that person's not moving help them clean you know clean their home their yard their spouse may have been the ones that you know did a lot of the yard work and things like that do that for them mm -hmm. um Mark your calendar for important dates like anniversaries and birthdays, holidays. I know the first of all of those are very, very tough times for those that have lost a loved one. So um, mark your calendars and just, you know, um, send them a prayer, send them a text, call them on those days. Um, provide compassion and not pity. This is, this is near and dear to my heart, compassion, not pity. Um, understand when they don't wanna talk, and they need space. I know I was one of those that um, I think sometimes I isolated myself too much though. And like Love says, a lot of times when you do isolate yourself from people, that's when the enemy likes to come in and that's when that depression could set in and things mm -hmm. like that. But also be mindful that sometimes they do need that space. Mm -hmm. So just be mindful of that too. And um, like I said before, uh, check on them after the arrangements is over because that is a, a, a critical time. That's a very lonely time. I remember going through that myself um, and it, it was a lonely time. Everybody else had, like I said, gone back to living their lives, but I was stuck in that, that um, season of grieving and mourning. And it's, it's, it's a, it's a tough season. Exactly. It's a tough season. And, and this advice is not only for the widows, whether they're, spouse related um for our roles like i'm thinking of being a, co a cousin or a nephew or a mm -hmm. niece mm -hmm. you know or even a, a son or a daughter you know or a friend you know those capacities you, you know that someone has gone through something and like we said a lot of times we don't think about because we go on with our lives right. and stuff but if you hear in that small voice and it's usually a small voice sometimes mm -hmm. it might be through visions, through dreams, mm -hmm. that that person comes into your mind. Don't take it for granted. Right. You heard what loves does. She reaches out 
or she does something to connect with them to find out, you know, how to do it. And nine times out of 10, correct me if I'm wrong, there's something that God has connected you with for mm-hmm. a purpose mm-hmm. and you were able to be that person. Every time. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. Because it's it's unfortunately sad because a lot of times, and I've heard stories of individuals who have gone through something and they lost their lives and people are like, well, have you talked to them? When's the last time you talked? Oh, a few days ago, this and that. And, 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 but God was speaking to them to kind of intervene mm-hmm. in those mm-hmm. moments mm-hmm. to reach out to them, not to say that that would have been their last day, but it may have encouraged them one more day, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and that's something that we have to take into consideration yeah. as well. Yeah. So I want to pray. I want to first pray for those who may have lost someone. Whether you are a widow and you lost your spouse and it's just hard right now. Mm -hmm. Still hard. Feels like it was just yesterday. Um, I want to dedicate this prayer to you. Um, Whether it's a spouse, whether it was a potential mate, um, maybe it was a family member and it, it, it's, it's just, you just got sorrow, tears in your eyes, mm-hmm. you know, anytime you think about it, it just brings a lot of emotions. I want to pray for you right now. Um, heavenly father, we thank you for this message that you downloaded into us to pour into these wonderful people yes, tonight. Lord. I want to speak tonight to those who are still going through the grieving process. Yes. They have lost someone so close and dear to them. They feel, I I can only imagine, but they probably feel like, what am I going to do next? Yes. Where am I going to go? Where am I going to do? I miss them. I miss them so much. They were able to just lift my wings up and let me soar. And I don't know where to soar. I pray that you will share with them that you're there to be their wings, their wind underneath their wings so that they can fly and soar again. Yes, Father. I pray, Heavenly Father, that they will cast all of their burdens and their hurt and their pain and their the torment that they might be going through to you, yes, Heavenly Father, because you can restore them in so many ways. I pray that you will comfort them right now. Mm. I pray that you would just talk to them and just touch them and let them know I'm here. I will always be there. I never leave, left you and I will never forsake you. Yes, sir. I'm here to catch every tear that you drop. I'm here to comfort you when you feel sad. I'm here to uh, be there with you when you are alone. Yes, I'm there always to lift you up. And let you know it's going to be all right. Yes, Lord. I pray that you bring peace into their heart. I pray that you bring joy into their heart. Yes, Lord. I pray they will find ways to celebrate that person that they lost, Lord. I know it can be just hard and painful. But I know you are a God that can comfort them and restore their soul. Thank you, Lord, for all that you do. Yes. Thank you for the re- restoration that you're going to give them. Yes, Thank you Lord. for the peace that you're bringing into them. Thank you for the joy and the happiness that you're going to bring back to them. Yes, Whether it's through the work of your your work that you have assigned to them, or maybe it will be 
a potential mate that may come their way that you have assigned for them in this moment in time. Whoever is going to be there to speak to them, I pray that they will encourage them. Those individuals tonight who may not know what to do, I pray that you will speak to them and reveal to them someone that might be in this situation right now, that they can help, that they can just go by and give a car to or give food or fellowship with them for a little while, just check in on them just to make sure that they're all right. I pray that they will be obedient and follow what you have called them to do, Heavenly Father. And if there's anybody here tonight that hasn't given their life to Jesus, if all this that has happened has gotten them closer to you, Heavenly Father, and they don't know what the next step they need to take, I pray this prayer for them. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, I surrender it all. I surrender it all to you. To you. For you are Lord. For you are Lord. You are gracious and magnificent. You are gracious and magnificent. And I bow down. And I bow down. And I give it my life to you. And I give my life to you. I surrender it to you. I surrender it to you. So that I can continue to do your will. So that I can continue to do your will. Your way. Your way. And I'm so thankful. And I'm so thankful. To do it today. To do it today. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And if that's you tonight, if you were one of those who decided to give your life to Christ, congratulations. Yes, yes. Uh, There's a button that's coming up right now that you can let us know that you have done that. Um, Or if you feel like you need to uh, connect with someone in person, that's okay. There are local churches that you can connect with. There's individuals that you connect to. Maybe you are an online platform with different churches. You can connect with that church that you're connected with. Uh, We'll be happy to help you out or direct you in the right path um, so that you can let somebody know. But please let somebody know that you gave your life to Christ today. And um, also for those who are going through these these challenges and whatnot. If you need wisdom and guidance, you know, we're going to be sharing our email information, but we also got a Facebook page and you can connect with us on our Facebook page. We have a website s2c2gministry.com. We got a little comment section that you can connect with. Um, Of course, on this platform, you can also request for prayer. So you can definitely share your prayer requests. And tonight, if you run the chat, share your prayer requests. We want to pray for you. You know, we want to, and when we say pray for you, we don't mean we see a prayer and we just say, okay, I pray for you. We'll pray for (laughs) you. No, we get deep with God and pray for those individuals who are going through um, the trials and tribulations of life. And so I hope this message has been a blessing to you. Uh, As we said, we're going to conclude 1 Corinthians 7 next week. And it's going to be a hot and juicy topic. It's a hot topic. It's a hot topic. So you got to join next week because we're going to finish up talking about 1 Corinthians 7. And then what's going to happen is the following week we're trying to do at the end of each month, Lord willing, is to have an interactive kind of conversation with you, the people that we're talking with. And so we're probably going to be using a platform, I, I believe in, that God is going to reveal that to us. It might be the Facebook audio live, 
or it might be the clubhouse. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to give details and information by the end of this week so that you'll know where we're going to be on and what time we're going to be on. And we want you to join and participate in yes. it as we kind of um, digest 1 Corinthians 7 and kind of see what next steps that we need to take in our God journey through life. Any last words, loves? Nope. Just stay tuned next week. Same time, same place, 7 p.m. And um, yeah, the topic is going to be hot, hot, hot. That's all I'm going to say. Hot, hot, hot. <laughs> the pop is going to be hot, hot, hot. <laughs> all right, y'all. Y'all take care. God bless you. We love you. Love you all. Bye for now. Bye. On Stronger Together, Closer to God podcast. Please continue to join us weekly as we share godly wisdom and advice to you. If you have any prayer requests or would like to sign up for a free 30-minute consultation with us, drop us a line at s2c2gpodcast at gmail.com. And if you like what you're hearing, feel free to partner with us by clicking on the Partners tab on the website. The more you give, the more we can spread the word and help us to reach our vision of bringing one million married couples stronger together closer to god feel free to check us out on our website at s2c2gministry.com until next time peace and blessings to all of you